Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yes, hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode, edition, whatever you want to call it, of Swinging from the Hip. And um, yeah, we'll go through some of the uh, events and the games of the week. In fact, one of them games is actually what we'll start off with is actually happening now, well not quite now, but uh, we'll be kicking off um, overnight, so to speak, um, the second day. Uh, And uh, joining me tonight um, is Paul. So uh, good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Good evening. Yeah, not so bad. Not so bad. Surviving. On to the yep. uh, my, my 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 first full day of work. So yes, yeah, so clearly on the beers after that. Jeez. I yeah. <laughs> I I really I, need to. I need. To, I'm not. I'm very disorganised, and I and I don't have any beers. And I need a beer. So yeah, I know. Tragedy. You might, tragedy. You want to leave me in control for two minutes while you run out, run it, run out. Well, run, 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 run. I don't think I've got any upstairs. There's nothing in the fridge. My, I this, know. Oh, it, whoa, boy. Totally is... disorganised. Wow, this is this is this is serious. That, that's a, that's the beer fridge, effectively the one upstairs. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's the beer fridge. I like to think of it as the beer fridge, but then everything else goes in there as well. So, even <laughs> leftover food sometimes. <laughs> yes, and um, but but um, yeah, and a little bit later, once he's um, sorted his tech out, um, Aaron will be joining us um, as well. But he's just having some technical difficulties, as we do with these live streams. Uh, technical issues can hit us at any stage, they and can. we just have to roll with them. You and I are normally okay. It's, it's, it's everyone else that has issues. <laughs> Pretty much. It's, it's only when I haven't rebooted my computer for a while I have an issue. So, uh, yes, and uh, yes, good evening to Simon there. It's um, good to see you in the chat rooms once again, and um, we'll start rolling into those games. Uh, and the game I was referring to, at the moment, that's going on is a test match between Sri Lanka and the West Indies. And that's following on in the West Indies. That's going on after the T20 and the ODI series that has already gone. And now they're playing their tests. So this is the first test. And in the first innings, uh, as we can see, Sri Lanka uh, basically struggled through to 169. Um, even with uh, Thurman hitting 70, uh, from the opening position, um, nobody else really uh, spending much time at the crease uh, and going on with it. So um, Dikwala at 32, 
Uh, the wicketkeeper coming in with a score of 32 towards the end of the innings. But again, we look at that tail. Lakmal Chamira, uh, well, I'm not going to even try and pronounce uh, Lassa's uh, second name. And Fernando, do you hear the bells, Fernando? Really not adding anything on the tail there. So quite a limp effort there from the West Indies in the first innings. And the big bowling performance there was uh, Jason Holder. He's getting a fifer. Um, and that on the back of being dropped as captain. So basically he comes back, still obviously um, a key member of the uh, squad is the batting all round, a bowling all rounder, I should say, and uh, picking up a fifer uh, of his uh, 17 overs. So doing quite nicely there and also very economically as well. So <laughs> not only was he picking up the wickets, but he was also making sure there weren't too many runs being hit off him either. So the West Indies going in. For, yep. Hey, look, looking at that, I mean, n- none of the bowlers, they didn't get after any of the bowlers at all, did they? Let's be honest. All the bowlers were, no. were economical. Uh, and you know, I, I think, I personally think you're being a bit tough having a, having a go at the, um, at the tail enders when you've got um, Oshada Fernando out for four, um, Dinesh um, Chandimal out for four, um, including oh, a run out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh, 100%. It's, it's, when uh, when four out of your top six batsmen are out in single figures, um, and then two and um, another one, uh, yeah, so, is that four? No, it's, um, yeah, four, four uh, th- sorry, three out of your top six batsmen out in single figures, single figures, uh, and, and the other one, not too much more than single figures, yeah, 13. Or your second highest score from your top six is, is 13. Yeah, you, you can't blame the bowlers for the batting performance at that point. Yeah, now, and, and just on that point, I, I sort of looking through that uh, order there, I'm not sure, I'll be honest with you, not sure what the story is, but no Angelo Matthews there either. Uh, so lacking in experience through um, someone who's been there for a while. So, uh, yeah, look, I mean, whilst I sort of like I said, there's, there's actually no steel in the tail. At the end of the day, the work wasn't done up front. No, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, basically West Indies, just seeing it through to the uh, close of play, basically not losing a wicket. So John Campbell, um, after his broadcasting gig, going in there and basically opening up for West Indies. So um, and they're quite cu- looking comfortable there at the moment with only 13 overs gone. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether Sri Lanka can get back into this game uh, this evening and see how much pressure they can put on the West Indies batsmen. So yeah, I mean, um, th- 13 runs off 13 overs. <laughs> they weren't worried about scoring, were they? It's like okay, nah, boys, just didn't want to lose wicket. We're not losing wicket before the close of play, boys. Yeah. Anything. Just leave everything. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, as I said, it's, 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 I, I still sort of think um, just, just in terms of um, that uh, Holder um, uh, performance, very much in the mould of Ross Taylor uh, when he uh, also got um, dropped as captain. I think it was in favour of Brendan McCullum at the time. But, uh, you know, didn't drop his bundle. Still came back and, uh, uh, you know, and, and performed well at that top level. And uh, we'll bring Aaron in there because I think he may have sorted out his tech issues. So see if he's operating now. How are you tonight? Good, 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 good. good. Oh, we can hear just him too this time, and he can hear us. Yeah, yeah. we can. He's he's not to steal the laptop back from the kids. He, wasn't, he, he was hardly moving his mouth though, so I wasn't sure whether 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 we had a good picture or not because he was just he was just there with his, his mouth wasn't moving, but words were coming out. Um. The, oh, uh, look, the sound on this is low. When you, um, it's your hearing aid. Turn the hearing aid up. When you um, 
have uh, a player like that, Ross Taylor or or Holder in this case, you, you, you've uh, and, you, and you do drop them from captaincy. That's where you know where if, you, if you're going to keep them in, it's because you know what their character is, right? And there are other players who will just sulk um, and be negative around the around the squad. I mean, sort of player like someone like um, I, I can imagine Gale being like that. You know, like, if, if you don't do what I say, if, if, I, if someone tells me off, I'm just going to sulk in the corner and not bother trying. Um, so yeah, that, that, yeah, you've got to know your your um, your players, haven't you? You've got to know your player if, you, if you're going to do that. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, moving along, and um, we'll go to our next game that we were going to look at. Uh, just at, and that is um, back home, and um, we're looking at the game which I think had, there was a game of cricket on the weekend, but. If nobody watched it, did it really happen? And that was the Black Caps versus Bangladesh. So uh, Bangladesh putting in a typical Bangladesh performance first up, um, getting rolled for 131 in 41, basically within 42 overs, inside 42 overs. Um, no one really troubling the scorers too much. We've got uh, Mushfika Rahim and Mahumadullah. Uh, um, with 23 and 27, respectively. Uh, but, again, few starts, you have to say, but um, nobody really then basically able to go on with it. Um, even the ones that did start scoring pretty slowly and making sure they're not... And, obviously, when they do look to accelerate, that's when they lost their wicket. Yeah, must have been cold down there as well. They must have thrown, you know. Two jersey, three, three jersey day. The little Bangladeshis coming from the heat and steam. <laughs> Mind you, they have had to have two two weeks of enforced quarantining down in the South Island. So uh, hopefully they that, haven't been spending all of that time in Hamden Springs. Yeah, it's in Christchurch. I need to spend it inside with the heater on. It's like, go! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the performance... Because they've been cold the whole time. I and mean, how can you... <laughs> don't blame them. But the performance of this game was basically uh, Trent Bolt um, picking up a forfer um, off his nearly nine overs and um, looking to get get come back into a bit of form. I, I thought he was a bit quiet um, in the in the in the series previous to this, um, but obviously he's come back and he's swinging the ball to get uh, getting getting the forfer there. So a nice little return for him. And also nice to see uh, Kyle Jamison coming in and not getting smacked around and able to build a bit of confidence as well. But uh, Matt Henry, uh, another one who doesn't always get the chances at that top level, um, very economical as well. So th again, the bowling lineup again, although the challenge wasn't really there when you've um, the opposition's only scoring 131 off 40 odd overs, but still uh, you've got to go out there and bowl in the right channels, and the bowlers seem to have done that quite well. Yeah, I thought Trent Bott was um, against the Aussies, bowled really well. And that's probably a leading sort of bowler in there with the um, spinners. But, um, yeah, it's um, good to see him picking up the wickets and that. Um, and, yeah, but you say good to see old Kylie Jamison um, not getting smashed around and that. Um, mind you, saying that, look. Um, we've got Jimmy Nation there, you know, who was very economical, which is really unusual for him as well, because he's yep, normally yep. about a six, six or seven run and over um, bowler. So yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. I think I think pretty much that batting lineup was under pressure for the whole inning. So 
really they weren't taking yeah. too many risks no no yeah. and then uh, martin guptel comes along and says oh i think i'll have an early dinner and uh tries to get the game over and uh within 20 overs with a 38 yeah, off the obviously, bar, only 19 balls obviously laura had had hard put the hard word on him uh, he'd been staying out quite a bit recently so get home early get home so, early yep. yeah <laughs> extra children to look after now needs a hand at home yeah 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 <laughs> henry nichols though with his 49 unlucky to miss out by one on at least getting helping with the stats there but um you know look he, I, he goes really unnoticed he goes under the radar but he just keeps racking up the runs to, to my mind i think i think you know he really yeah. is sort of um he, he's um an automatic selection for me particularly in odi and test matches yeah, it's very sort of, yeah, comes un, under the radar. I think it was his 50th one-day game as well. So right. he could have had like 50 in his 50th one-day, which is sort of um, very symmetrical. A, a bit of a rare feat I, from what I think um, I heard. Um, I blame Will Young for hitting 11 off six balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, obviously Conway tried his best to help out. <laughs> <laughs> Seem to be to, actually actually interestingly enough devon conway with only 27 it'd be a riff he'd probably look at that as a rare failure for himself the yeah, way that he's yeah. uh, been racking up the runs this season in particular yeah that's what it's gonna say he looks out of form if he only got 27 at, off 50. <laughs> <laughs> and then so yep so basically um pretty comfortable run chase for the black caps getting the total basically within uh 22 overs uh without too much pressure there and if we look at the uh, bowlers apart from hassan uh nobody else really putting any pressure on the batting lineup at all um the, the, at the top of the innings obviously uh mahmoud basically got dealt to by uh, guptal and uh, even uh, Rahman um obviously uh getting a bit of tap there too so the openers really not setting a platform but then again, have they got a really got a target to defend? No, no, it wasn't really. Unless some we, you know, they were probably relying on New Zealand to do a batting collapse, which we're of course renowned for um, over the years. But that didn't happen. Well, so I have to say, actually, good point yeah. that because I mean, one of the things with um, New Zealand is that we we don't like winning anything comfortably, do we? The number of times yeah. when we've got teams out cheaply and it's just like we have to struggle to get the total to make sure that we make a game of it and keep all the spectators on the edge of the seat and make sure they've got no fingernails left. So for them to actually um, pull this one off and uh, need 20-odd overs uh, is, is not is, is out of the norm for a New Zealand batting side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's so... Yeah, I mean, that was interesting. We'll see how they go. I think the second game's tomorrow, a day tomorrow. later, and Christchurch. Yep. yep, that's right. Italy, under lights. I mean, before, um, before we move on, talking about the about the batting line, obviously, I mean, Manny Guptill's gone in there, scored 38 off um, 19 balls. Um, 36 of those runs have come from boundaries. He's only actually run two singles. Uh, and you talk about Harvey, um, Harry Nichols <coughs> flying under the radar, but I mean, it's one of those. Uh, I think that's kind of a, the, the, the his the, role. The, 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 the set role, something like mining guts. Your yeah. job is to go out there and try and accelerate things. Um, yep. Henry, your job is to go out there and not get out. 
be the anchor. But look, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But the way that he does it is not in a sluggish format because he's striking at a no. hundred while he's going along too. So he's doing that exactly. He's doing a good anchor roll, but maintaining a good strike rate at that. And the other thing is that if he's actually, I mean, like this game, obviously there weren't the runs on the board. So he starts off like this. He does his anchor roll, which allows Martin Guptill to swing the bat, swing the blade, keep his head down and follow through. Um, but if there was more runs to chase, Henry Nichols is at the back end of the innings and then starts to accelerate himself. Um, mm. And if you look at the tail end of his innings, you'll actually notice that he's got a pretty good strike rate when it's required and he can up the run rate quite well. Oh, yeah, but so the reason he's flying under the radar is because he, he isn't as flash as as, as Guptill, is he? And, he Guptill, and you can tell by look, looking at him, so uh, Henry Nichols, six boundaries, all of them fours, um, and uh, a lot more a lot more runs a lot more runs by running between the wickets. So you've got to yep. say that. Yeah, so, yeah, he's... he's, he's uh, the old, the old um, Bradman style of... If it's along the ground, they can't catch it. Whereas Guptill, I mean, if we, four, and six, then if we want, three fours. Four, he, yeah. And those fours probably were one bounce and out. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, a very different. There's, um, yeah. I was going to say, if you wanted to be really super critical, you could say, look, Martin Guptill's um, hit four, seven boundaries effectively, um, yeah. and he's used 19 balls. So that means, and then he said maybe a couple of singles in there. So that's nine. So there's 10 dot balls in there. Exactly. Yeah, not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> not you know, enough. should be looking to turn the strike over and get a yeah, single. Exactly. <laughs> No, that, that, that's exactly the point. So his job isn't to turn the strike over. His job is to launch the ball, and um, Henry's job is to turn the strike over. Give turn the strike over. <laughs> yeah. um, that's it. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I think what, realistically speaking, as Aaron mentioned, the uh, second uh, ODI on tomorrow, Hagley, Day-Nighter, we're really probably expecting more of the same, aren't we? I guess so. If I, well, we're, again, we presume there's a game on tomorrow night. Um, so we've been told. <laughs> You'll be watching. I don't know. You'll be watching. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Or is it just, you know, rumours on the on Facebook? Yeah, rumours of these cricket majors going on at the moment. <laughs> but as Simon actually mentioned, we'll, we'll just have to get our um, Rover um, app on and... Uh, Listen it listen to it on the wireless or the new yeah. version of the wireless. Okay, I don't listen to much um, cricket on the radio. In fact, I don't listen to any cricket on the radio. Um, but looking at the looking at the response on Twitter, um, the uh, the coverage on the radio has been pretty poor with the commentary. In fact, that they just um, about not not uh, not they're, they're commentating as though they're on TV. In fact, they're not describing what's they're not they're they're, they're trying to add to the picture rather than actually rather than actually draw the picture um, for the listeners, and so the listeners are, end up having to guess. It's like, so where did that pitch? Um, <laughs> what? Okay, so they've run for a single, but where did he hit it? What happened? Um, so I think the the, 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 the cricket commentary needs a bit of work, work on the radio. I, I think yeah. you're right. Who's the um, commentators? Oh, look, so I was just going to say, uh, I, I think Paul's right, but. Um, some of the commentators, in fact, I think most of the commentators that they have had on the radio channel um, are actually, um, you know, the likes of, say, Simon Dool, who is a TV broadcast commentator, um, not being used by Spark. Therefore, he's on the radio um, show, uh, on the radio broadcast. And, and there's a few others that are all come from IPL backgrounds or, or, or similar um, and commentating. So the experience just isn't on the, the medium. 
Um, and so you're missing out on the likes of a Brian Waddle and a Jeremy Coney, right? Oh. I mean, I mean, you, you can you can listen to Brian Waddle and Jeremy Coney go go on and on and on quite easily. It's yeah. they just yeah, they're they're easy the to listen mentors. to. The praying mantis, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but uh, it looks like I mean, if if we can't get um some of those uh, free those um those possible um budget streams operating, it's it's on to the old uh, radio uh, commentary. It'll be. <laughs> look, look, at the end of the day, and I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna back up um what so one of the guys from from Sportsbook said. If you if you want to. It, if, if you if, if you want to watch sports, you need to have to pay for them, folks. So these they're professional people. You either pay your ticket to get in the ground, or you pay for your TV um, coverage. Otherwise, who's paying? Yeah, who's but paying the, problem, the, the problem the problem that the Spark Sport people have got, and that Spark Sport man that said that's got, they don't have the content. So they're wanting you to pay for a week's worth of cricket for one match. Whereas if we take the converse of it. Um, you know, let, let, the obvious one is rugby with super, um, with Sky Sport. Is the fact is that you're not watching one game; you're watching over the weekend. You've got the option of watching four games of rugby, and in fact, if you're you know you've got Six Nations coming in as well, so you've got far more content for the sport that you want to watch on that platform or on that channel. When you've basically got one game, and and it's and as somebody made a comment. A, can't remember where I saw it. it. Might have been just on my Facebook feeds. Um, is the fact is that uh, if if the if the game is as one sided as the um, as the first ODI, then he's going to cut his spark sport off and just not worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of that's the um, the way you're. Um, yeah, as you say, oh. yeah, it's, if if you're only buying it just purely for the cricket and it's over in half the time. Yeah, you get it, yeah. It's well, it's not just half the time, Paul. It's actually the limited number of games on as well. You know, it, it just needs more cricket content, live cricket content. Because you know, there's only so much recorded stuff you can watch. Oh, but there's also who actually wants to watch. I mean, how, how, what kind of audience does Plunkett Shield get or Ford Trophy get? Um, so, well, you know, well they must see. That's the interesting thing, actually. Good comment, that. Oh, well, good question, I should say, because what Sky been putting on? Sky's been putting on Sheffield Shield. Now I know yeah. they get it cheap because they'll be, you know, exempt. But at the end of the day, you're still you're still putting it on because you know that there's some sort of following that's going to watch it if they see it's on. Well, and that's the thing; it's just like if you build it, they will come. Well, they're feeding the um, Plunkett Shields for YouTube, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, it's only a camera from one end. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's still it's all, you, you've got content. Um, it's on YouTube, so if you want to follow it, you have it running in the background on your desktop while you're working. Generally speaking, with longer formats of cricket, that's what you do, isn't it? I mean, like even even if you're at work, it's like you've got just on a screen on the side um, with a little bit of commentary going, and something happens, and so you turn and watch, and then go back to what you were doing, sort of thing. So, yeah, well, I think... a quick quick look at how much it costs. I mean, I mean, I, I, we nearly had. Um... Better, better camera coverage of the um, Indo Kiwi Cup. The, 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 exactly. The, 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 oh. but anyway, um, actually, yeah, yeah, just yeah. on this, we should cover that, that off actually too later on. <laughs> so, go on, Austin. Oh, how did the how did the footage turn out? Um, so, was... I'm, I'm having a bit of a problem with the with the GoPro to get to do continuous footage, and we got the angle wrong, so yep, it ended yeah. up. Um, 
But no, the look, pictures are good. No, the picture's the picture's good. You can hear everything. Yeah. But this one, I, I, I think with one of these things that I, that I've now got, which is a well, I'm not, I'm not. This isn't mine. This is the rugby club's one. But with one of these, which basically a Sony, a Sony 4K cam, um, and a couple of GoPros, you could um, get. Yeah, you, you could you could have coverage uh, or, or, or camera coverage from live streamed from the um, uh, what do you call them? Blank the umpires, and uh, one camera on at one end, or even multiple of those. And we we could put that together um, for yeah, as you say, relatively cheaply. Um, but um, so looking at the prices, then so so Spark Sport is what is twenty five or twenty four ninety nine a month. A month. Um, so I thought I'd compare that to to, to Sky Sport, um, I think which the cheapest is um, offering. Looking at uh, Sky Sport now, so the streaming offering rather than having a box, uh, which is which is the comparable one, um, is thirty nine dollars ninety nine. So mm -hmm. fifteen. So uh, yeah, forty bucks. So basically, fifteen dollars more. Um, but that, but but so much more content. So yeah, much no, more content. And it's like what Simon says, right? Simon's comment there in terms of they really do need to get um, one of the um, major um, winter codes on, and that m would help. Um, the problem is having niche sports is you're only getting niche followers, and yep. niche followers usually follow their sport. And they're not broad-based sports followers, so um, yeah, tricky one for Spark. It's it's, it's still a, it's still a, something that I guess they they need to develop. Because well, from I asked the question, didn't they launch didn't they launch at like fifteen dollars a month? So I think they've gone up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did actually. You're right. They did about fifteen dollars a month. Yeah. So at fifteen bucks a month, I I would say that actually that's that 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 that, that, that it's a good deal. When I looked and saw it at twenty five, I was thinking, oh, okay. That's <laughs> I That's think good. they need to go back. When they first started off, they need to go back to the original. Um, if you're a Spark customer, then you get it at this price, a heavily discounted price, because you're making your money off the fact that they got the broadband connection or whatever. That's what, you know, marketing 101, really. And then you might get a bigger uptake. And also, you might get people swinging across to your um, ISP offering. So... Well, they've got if they've got the obviously the the black caps and white ferns, Super Smash, and um, Premier League football, Formula One, Motor Grand Prix, and World Rally Challenge Championship. So they're looking for the motorsport guys there. But I'm not yep. sure what the crossover between cricket and motorsport is, to be honest. Um, cricket over in Premier. I mean, the other thing is that maybe it's also showing. I mean, you know, there's the big push that Premier Premier League soccer used to get in the, or gets in this country, and it's just like maybe the uh, the demand isn't there as much as what people. Thought there was there for Premier League, but I think also the problem is, as you say, they've, they've got the like, they've got the Black Cats, but then they've got the NBA, and I can't see the NBA and the Black Cat and the cricket having much of a crossover of audience. Uh, so you end up with this. I don't, I don't, I don't think they've put together. I don't think they've gone for one uh, niche. They've ended up trying to cover all sports people, and they've a bit of a splatterdash approach, which hasn't quite worked. Yeah, that no, hasn't worked. Well, that is asked the question. Is I mean, what were the viewership? Um, numbers for sky when india and australia were playing compared to mm. the viewership numbers on you know spark when the black caps were playing neither. i mean i don't think that would be comparable even in new zealand sorry neither, neither of them would um would be would give up those kind of numbers though sky 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 hates telling you attendance um uh viewing numbers, viewership so. numbers yeah but i can i can tell you that there'll be more people having you, you well you can tell australia you can tell you can tell by you know like us traveling in cricket circles for want of a term 
what are we? What, what's the chat about? The chat is yeah. about England, uh, England, India. The, the chat's not about how the Black Caps are actually doing. Even when they were playing and we were beating Australia, the chat was still about um, England, India games rather than Australia Black Caps games. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was yeah. just because we we're in a bunch of Indians. <laughs> Which it was the case, you know. Let's be honest, but it was the case. It was a bunch of Indians. So yeah. But hey, at least we know that um, the Premier League on Spark has one viewer in the form of Siri Roos. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just had to get it. In. Sorry, sorry. avoid avoid going down the rugby route. That, that's uh, why I have to cut, throw in in our rugby shows. I have to throw in those odd cricket remarks. anywho we'll move along to the final t20 match between india and england now i'll be honest i thought after the first two games in this t20 series is that oh england's got it all over india india hasn't got a clue what they're doing um but one chap called virat Kohli all of a sudden pulled finger and the whole series turned on its head and uh India end up winning, and you look at it, and the performances that did it were Virat Kohli ones. And again, in the fifth one, he got um, 80 uh, to see them through to 224. Remind people, so the first one, England won. Um, yep. Oh, hang um, on. One moment, please. Call it. I'll, what I'll do, I'll just um, duplicate that, and I'll go back to series. Oh, geez, sorry, people. Anyway, so whilst he's doing that, yep. so the first one um, with uh, best about four overs to spare, um, and uh, India won the second one uh, with uh, with a couple of overs to spare, um, and then England won the third one. So essentially, the first three, te- the first three of them, it was whoever batted second won the te- won the T twenty. Um, yep. Then uh, India bucked that trend in the fourth one um, by uh, uh, by going into that first and scoring one hundred and eighty five um, in that one, which was the highest score um, to date. In, in the that, series, in this in the series, uh, which uh, England failed to uh, to chase down, um, and then yeah, and then the batsmen really went to town on this last one. But I, I, I don't know how. I mean, with it being one all after two t- after two T twenties, why did you think England was going to be uh, dominating this? I just it's just the uh, I mean, like when we look at it, I mean, India's batting performances weren't consistent. That was the reason why. Um, they, they really seem to be struggling to get through to the totals that they were putting together. Um, and then, as you said, in those last two, the fourth and fifth, the fourth one that started it off uh, is um, Virat Kohli again um, seeing the team through to 185. And, you know, England only missing out by eight runs on that one. So, and, and they lost quite a few wickets towards the end. And, you know, when you're chasing and you start losing wickets towards that tail end, it's really hard to keep that run rate momentum up. So you can understand why they ran out of puff sort of thing, but your memories, your memories playing playing tricks to you, mate. Did they did they ramped it up at the end? No, Grant <laughs> Coley got one run in the fourth in the fourth fourth um, Oh, sorry. <laughs> don't, 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 don't say that. Nobody knows that. Can't see a scorecard up there. You know, jeez. That's um, all right. I'm not commenting much because I haven't seen any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Yadav um, was uh, got fifty-seven in this one, um, helped by Pant with thirty and Aya with um, thirty-seven. Uh, so it was a bit. Of, it was a, it really was a bit of a, a team effort getting to 180, 185 for eight um, in that total. Um, yep. 
so um but um yeah so i i i, I know i i um to me it was it was it was going it, it was uh two 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 heavyweight boxers landing punches if you landed your punch um you were uh, you kind of won uh it depended on who landed the punch first for me uh in those first four um so they, they did yeah so they did come into this last one uh two all in the series um so yes, thought, they did and then we get to the scorecard then and it's just like well that's that's where okay virat Kohli scored some runs in the final game <laughs> <laughs> but um at the end of the day it was actually uh, again uh, although him and sharma from the top of the order basically uh got the thing rolling really well um sharma with a strike rate is what we expect from him nearly at 200 um and then even as the wickets fell uh the players coming in maintained the momentum going through and uh, finally, Hardik Pandya, you know, with a strike rate of uh, 229, scoring 39 of just 17 balls, really put the icing on the cake to see them through to 224 runs. And then England in reply, basically disastrous. If we go back up to that, up to that one, whilst my other computer's died, it's where I've got it. But you look at that, um, that scorecard, you say, um, Rohit Sharma... Um, uh, Vikrat Kohli uh, doing well at the top, um, Yadva, and then um, Pujara. If we look at um, how they went when they got, when they did manage to chase down 165 in the second T T20, again, okay, Ra um, Rahul went cheaply at the top, but it was then uh, Krishnan and Kohli. Krishnan uh, uh, 56, Kohli 73, with Pants coming in, um, um, putting up 20, 26 off just 13 balls. Again, if their top guys fired. Yep, they, they got the win, and that 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 was what was similar about this one compared to the um, uh, com yeah, compared to the second T uh, Twenty, which I think is what you're yeah. thinking of. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 something of a trait with Indian teams. Um, that's sort of starting to change a bit, but obviously there's still some elements of it. Is the fact is that they do rely heavily on getting off to a good start from the top order, and if they don't, then there are question marks about whether they're middle order and tail can actually get them through to a decent score. Mm. So we look through the your bowling stats for the uh, English and um, apart from Adil Rashid, everybody else pretty much going for a few runs. Interesting one again, Ben Stokes, who was um, the second most economical bowler, didn't end up bowling the full quota of his um, four overs. So, and, and there's been a question mark. Uh, I, I saw some comments on Twitter, actually, um, from some of the English fans. It's just like, well, if if he's not going to bowl all his full quota of overs, then he really, and, and he's fully capable of doing it, is to bat higher up the order uh, uh, rather than coming down lower in the order. So um, they're wanting him to see him more coming in number four position uh, if he's not bowling his full quota of overs. So... As I said, England coming into bat uh, after a bit of a disastrous start with Roy Butler and Milan um, got things one, one, going along, I think. Wait, well, before we get that, one of the things I think has been interesting was, uh, if you go back up again, was, was, I mean, Joffrey Archer uh, had a cracking um, T20 the other, the other day. Uh, and one of those things we talked about during the um, obviously during the test matches was how the, how the pace bowlers were struggling. Um, but they, they, they seem to have stepped it up in the T20s. Um, but yeah, he failed in this one. But um, yeah, the, the, uh, they, didn't, they, they didn't have to rely on spin. Like. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, it's an interesting one with the uh, fast bowlers and their performances in the uh, T20s. It is an up and down a bit, but still, 
um, when you consider they struggle big time in the uh, test matches, although Anderson did get uh, did do well when he did play. Um, other than that, it was quite a struggle for the fast bowlers. Uh, yeah, anyway, coming back to it. So we, we can see here, uh, as I said, Butler and Milan started off quite nicely, but then after they went out, really the rest of them did struggle. And you've got... Um, Morgan, who they do rely on uh, to because he's so innovative, uh, Morgan, with his shot making. So he's one of those players that can manipulate the field around uh, to get the players positioned all over the place and then work the gaps or find the boundaries in the gaps or take the risky shots where the gaps are so that he's not offering catches up, etc. But today, or well, in that game, he um, obviously that didn't work out for him and... Uh, Pierce cheaply, and so did the rest of the tail really didn't. Nobody really came along. Sam Curran with a massive strike rate of 466, but obviously a little bit too late, really. Uh, I think the 188 actually was a bit higher than what they were. They were at one stage, they looked like they're going to be all out for about the 160 mark, or we'll finish up on about 160. Now, the interesting one here with the Indian bowlers, uh, we look at the top, and we saw. With Coley and Sharma uh, getting the team off, it, you'd think with a score of 224 that a batter would get the man of the match. But it was actually Bhuvanesh Kumar that actually ended up with man of the match with his highly economical figures of uh, 15, four, four overs, uh, 15 runs and two wickets. Uh, so really in a game where there was lots of runs being scored, to go only go for 3.75 runs per over, a fantastic effort from him. And uh, I suppose that's why he picked up the man of the match award. Yeah, couldn't deny that, could you? No, no. Well, obviously, <laughs> you start obviously starting off in bowling as well. It, it make yeah. it difficult with the, the run rate already high, already in the elevens. Uh, um, obviously, with him bowling economically like that, it's going up towards twelves and thirteens pretty quickly, which puts more pressure on the batting side. Yeah. Really stood out. Like didn't think he was, you know, I, th I thought he was an okay bowler, but I didn't think he was, he's sort of like the rest of the Indian bowlers. He's more of a s s steady Harry, I, I would yeah, think. Yeah, well, and also um, more, more in the test match arena, um, yeah. I got used to seeing him. Uh, so to see him um, in the T20, but I mean, like, you know that he's a good bowler. He, he's not slow. He, um, he does get up towards the 140 mark, so... Um, He's, he's got that speed there, but, uh, yeah, not someone that you associate with um, being a T20 bowler, really. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, those Indian fast bowlers have just really improved over the last few years with the speeds and what, what they bowl at. That's just, you know, come from, obviously, they um, back in the, um, when they started to take things a bit more seriously, um, they had, you know, they had the Dennis Lilly, Fast bowlers clinic over there um, mm. after the after obviously Dennis Liddy. Then I think Brett Lee's been there and helping out. So yeah, and obviously a bit of um, input on the diet, a good bit of um, beef going into some of those guys. Well, it was an interesting thing though. You know, you go back to the eighties and nineties, and it's just like it, it was just didn't really understand how Pakistan could manufacture a battery of fast bowlers and just across the border um uh, you know quite a hostile border but just across the border <laughs> there were pop gun bowlers and it's just like what's going on how can basically two countries 
side by side, one that just produces fast bowlers and not just fast bowlers, but express pace fast bowlers that make the ball talk and then nothing from the other side. So that was, yeah, it's been a very recent um, change to the way that uh, India has developed their fast bowling stocks. Yeah, but also a guy who is perhaps got a bit of reputation as a, as a test one, but all fast bowlers out of India would have played a lot of IPL now. Look, I mean, it's been around for what 12, 12 years now. Um, yep. So any bowler has been has, has come through an IPL um, franchise that that um, is a has top class will have a world class um, bowling coach for him there. We'll have the we'll, we'll have the as you talk about they were about the the um, they'll have a nutrition guy there. Uh, he'll be he'll be back. He'll be bowling to the best batsmen in the world. So he'll have experience of all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you don't make it into the Indian T20 team without having had a lot of experience against and, and a lot of good coaching. Um, but well. the other thing is that it's actually started earlier than that, Paul. Because I mean, yeah. once you get to that IPL stage, you know you you can't produce speed. Speed yeah. has to come as you're coming up through your junior ranks and building and building and building. So there's actually been development happening at the junior level to either either identify kids with actual pace and develop them or to come up with a strategy that makes the kids faster. So it's in, and that's where I suppose the um, Dennis Lilly clinics. Uh, and so he, he basically lived over there, set up clinics and the like. And, and then as Brett Lee and obviously uh, during his time playing IPL, um, as well as after, well, in between, you know, Hindi movies and stuff, is he's created, um, helped with their fast bowling technique Hollywood. amongst the junior levels so that they came through. Um, because really, once you're um, playing first-class level, it's probably, I mean, Shane Bond's an example of someone who was a fast bowler, got a bad back injury, and came back and bowled even faster after the bad back injury. But it's a rarity of a bowler um, increasing pace um, after they've got to that level. But they've got the perfect finishing score, haven't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. I, now, nowadays, oh, absolutely, 100%. Now it's just like, you know, as you say, you're batting, uh, bowling against the best batting batters in the world sort of thing. And uh, if you're not, if you're not um, performing at that level, you're not in the auction next year. Yeah. Yep. And you know the factory... <laughs> The factory's producing, isn't it? Because I mean, that was proven in Australia when they lost a lot of their top line bowlers. You know, basically they just—it was their second, so-called second line of attack that came in and you know knocked over the Aussies, yep. basically. So it was there. Yeah. It was basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, and no, but it's interesting because of um, it's it's. I think that comes down to IPL because you've got your battery of mm. now at junior levels, you've got your um. You, you, your school full of kids bowling fast coming through and now you're sending them to the finishing school of IPL. And same for batters as well. The batters are now facing world-class bowlers constantly as well. Um, so Because there was a few injuries in the batting lineup. Obviously, Virat Kohli going home to have the baby. Um, not him personally, his partner, his wife. But, um, yeah. um, but you know, so you had, you had batters coming in as well that um, weren't expected necessarily to stand up or to struggle. But they just got the job done. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, moving along. Now, here's an interesting one. Uh, we talked, a, we just touched on Sheffield Shield before being on Sky TV um, or some of the games from over Australia. Here's one for you. Did you hear 
New South Wales got bowled out for 32. Yeah. Came up yeah. on my Facebook feed. <laughs> <laughs> so all out for 32 um, playing against Tasmania. And Jackson Bird, uh, who's, uh, well, I don't know whether you call him a former Australian fast bowler or not, but has played for Australia. Seven for 18. So uh, a phenomenal effort there. Um, just bring, oh, geez. What, 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 what are they bowled out for? 32. 18. And, and, and he gave up more than half the runs with 18 runs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Slacker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. His selection will be being looked at for the next uh, game, yeah, won't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, just to, put a bit, to put this into context, New South Wales are the current um, reigning Sheffield Shield holders. So uh, Tasmania, um, who batted first, got 333 um and then basically bowled out new south wales for 32. i assume they would have had the opportunity to enforce a follow-on they didn't um they got the they got 191 and the tasmania got 191 in return and then bowled new south wales out for a second time for 194. so on the back of that first innings route of new south wales they ended up winning the game against the current uh sheffield shield champions so well, yeah you can't blame the pitch when they've gone and scored 300 mod and both sides go and score 100, uh, score nearly 200 on the second in their second innings. Yep. Well, that, yeah, that's not a pitch issue. That's not a pitch issue. That's um, obviously well, Jackson that's having a good day at the office. Interesting, though, isn't it? Because, I mean, the only um, innings with a significant score was the first innings when Tasmania scored 300. Yeah, we've got the 32, but the other two were under a 200 as well, both the second innings. So. Yeah. I'm just looking through this article itself, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't say anything about maybe there was some cloud cover that came over the uh, yeah. over the was field. It over, over the, yeah, that's what I'm just trying to see. Uh, it's in Hobart. Yeah, it's in Hobart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so get something yeah. blowing in there with a few clouds and that, get a bit of swing happening maybe. Fine yeah. skies on the first day. Awesome, All assumptions on our part, <laughs> on, on our... On our behalf, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The New South Welshmen getting bored because they're in Hobart, yeah. You know, like the Hurricanes did <laughs> the second half. <laughs> Miss, missing going home and all the rain and floods. Yeah. <laughs> New South Wales weren't helped by having a player absent hurt. Okay, so it's only they only lost nine wickets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, um, just uh, and, and, and you know, so we'll, we'll move on from that one. Next one is that the old um, in the IPL, which is not too far away from uh, coming along again, because we did have quite a um, short period between last year's IPL because that was delayed towards the end of the year. And we've had the IPL kicking off um, the 9th of April is when it's scheduled for to start. Uh, but the players will not be getting a vax COVID vaccination injection. Um, there has been the SOP, which is the uh, standard um, operating procedures for the tournament that has been released. And obviously a big portion of that is the health and safety part of that. Um, so, but as part of that, they will not be getting the uh, vaccination, which um, I think is interesting, actually. I'm That's just surprised. Yeah. I think just yeah. as a precaution, you'd sort of think, you'd just say, oh, yeah, all the players and the supporting um, hangers-on and everybody will get the get the jab uh so what do you think it's a bit, a bit of a strange one that's weird isn't it because is it the, the black caps that are going to go there they're going to get um vaccinated aren't they they've they jumped up the queue 
I, I don't know I, because Ash, Ashley Ash, had Ash, to pay for the tickets in the end, I think. So, oh, did Ashley have to pay for the tickets? Because uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, well that's what's <laughs> <laughs> Might need to give him some tickets for Hagley tomorrow or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, actually, I mean, it, it, it's um, there's been talk about the fact is that look at the end of the day, I I I think just on the whole, all sports people um, should be part of the priority list to get um, vaccinations done. And the reason is is because they actually bring entertainment for everybody. And it's it's you know whilst we in this environment. The fact that they can provide entertainment, um, provide something for us to watch, keep our morale up, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's it's actually makes sense to my mind to actually affect something that can be delivered. Share, 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 share a graph that I just picked up off the internet. Um, so clearly yep. it must it must be true because it's on the internet. It's on the um, internet. He got it off Twitter. <laughs> it's, off, it's, off, it's, off, it's off Google. So it's a quick Google search on. Indian COVID case numbers, and if yep. assuming that this is this is legit, as, as I think it probably will be, as I being on Google, not being uh, on on some website, um, they are definitely going into a second, uh, well, the, or the, third the, or fourth the, wave. Um, so yeah, the, the numbers have been rising quite dramatically in March. So uh, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be surprised if one or two players decide that maybe uh, it's not worth their while. Um, going well, well, um, nah. oh, geez, my mind's gone blank. Who's our friend? Finn Allen, Finn Allen's yeah. been picked up in an IPL um, team because Josh Felipe or Felipe or however you're supposed to pronounce it is um pulled out. I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled out because of the fact is that, like, well, hang on, look, it's just too risky to go. Or, you know, well, I don't know. I mean, like, you, there's an element of risk. Let's not say it's too risky, let's just say there's an element of risk, and so yeah. he's possibly have that conversation with family and obviously then they just say, oh, because of family issues, uh, he's decided to pull out. Gives Finn his opportunity to get over there and um, it'll be great for him. As we just talked about, fantastic breeding ground or, or you know, player development arena. But yeah, it's it's you can see more high-level players that will feel comfortable with how their salaries are um, coming along might possibly pull out of uh, playing in the IPL. No, right. At the end of the day, it's where they make all their money, isn't it? So, like, like I'm, I'm going to throw a number out there that's probably not true, but I guess what 90 to 80 percent of their income comes from the IPL for some of these players. Yeah, uh, but what I'm saying, yeah, I, I agree, absolutely agree with you. What I'm saying though is that you'll have the players that is like, hang on, I've got a few million in the bank, so if yeah. I miss out on one season, I don't. It's not going to be detrimental majorly um, to me. You take the conver- the, the, the the converse of that, and there's got the Finn Allen who's starting out. And in a starting player, at the end of the day, we always talk about a sportsman doesn't know how, what his shelf life is, mm. right? And um, so for him, it's like, hey, I'll take the opportunity while it's presented to me. Um, I'm prepared to take the risk. Obviously, you weigh it up. If it gets, if it ends up like at the graph that Paul you've got on there, if that little blue dot just past the 9th of March it ends up being the same as um, after the 11th of August, you're now evaluating, oh, hang on. I still need to look after myself and make sure I'm alive next year to play in the IPL, so I might come home. True, but okay. When, when, when you're looking at these new case numbers, you've got to remember, India has a billion people, right? There's a <laughs> lot of people. A billion time. people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, 26,000 new cases in New Zealand would be a big deal with only four or five million, but when you've got a billion, um, it's, a, it's, a bit, it's a bit different there as to kind of uh, from, from a yep. risk 
a risk point of view. And the, the other thing, Paul hasn't got the graph of how many were born in that same period. Well, <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, let's, you know, the, the spot, it might go off the charts there. The, <laughs> but um, so the and, and yeah, you've got to take into account. Look, there are clusters, so there are going to be some places that have that, that are much worse than others. So hey. If you're in one team, you're like, "Whoa, geez, I'm not going." If you're another team, it's kind of like, "Yep, we'll go." I'm just missing well, that away game. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, the, at the moment, the IPL um, this year's edition is going to be played in set grounds. It's not going to be home and away, um, etc. So again, it's like uh, it'd be good. Well, not good to know, but obviously, um, depending on where that spike is happening, if it's yep. in a certain part of the country. And it's away from where those grounds are. Happy days, because again, at the end of the day, I mean, like India's not only is it a billion people, but it's actually geographically quite big as well. Yeah, and look, and and we've got to say that it's, um, the the IPL has got the cash to put proper biosecurity in there um, if they want to. Um, so look, yeah, the the uh, I'm, I'm not any who decides to go um, from that point of view. I just think some might decide not to. <laughs> It's been interesting, actually, though, watching the um, the series between India and England, and yeah, it's yeah. just like like um, you know, oh, it's a hundred thirty thousand seater stadium, but for COVID reasons, they've limited it to sixty. And um, okay, but the sixty all seem to be sitting on one part of the stadium. <laughs> Was it 60 or I think it was 76,000, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's quibble over 16,000 when we're talking about 60. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're all sitting in one part of the But they're all still sitting in one part of the stadium. <laughs> but I have to say, I have to say by looking at the crowd, most of them, that, or in fact, all of them that I can see, wearing their mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean that, that graph that Paul pulled up, you know, like most of the deaths are most likely to be in the around the slum areas anyway, where it's our own control. No, but it's just like yeah, I mean, you're hard to control in those areas. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then this, this this is new cases, not deaths. Okay, this is so, so um yeah, that's um I, I don't know how uh I've yeah I've not checked how virulent the the the, the strains are in India. Um, but you're, you're right. There, there's yeah, sanitation in some of those areas is going to be less up because of those. Yeah, you say they don't um. Uh, if you if you're living in a tin shack with no running water, um, then it's different to living to, to staying in a five star hotel um, with guards on the doors keeping everyone out, which is which is yeah, what we're yeah, but, but those tin shacks, they do have mobiles, they do have a TV aerial, and they do have internet. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell my story. I'm gonna tell my story. So the only time I've been to India is in 1991, and it's just like um, the rest of the family stayed. I was coming back, and I stay. We we, we all came down to Bombay as it was still back then. And uh, just come say bye bye to Ash, little Ashwin, going back to New Zealand. And so I'm catching the, uh, we're catching the cab to uh, the airport at Bombay. And it's like, it's just like, like most airports, they have big, um, they're flat, you know, they're, they're large bits of flat land leading up to the airport. And, and you're driving along and these big bits of flat land and they've just got corrugated huts, basically, four, four sided corrugated huts, corrugated roof. And they're just lines and lines and lines, and you can, as far as you can see, but every single one of them has a TV aerial sticking out the top. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, it's just like you know, uh, it's it's great. It's actually you know, I mean, it's a shame. I think 
I mean, just an aside from cricket, but back then it was great to go to a place that was just so vastly different to what you've seen and experienced. These days, if you go there, you're pretty much going to get a westernized experience, I think, unless you um, can manage to go off the beaten track. So uh, if you can get to India and get off the beaten track, well worth doing because you just see a different world and it's a fantastic uh, experience. Uh, anyway, anyway moving let's have travel vlog. We're talking about <laughs> right. We're not only talking about cricket tonight, rugby, and the travel vlog. <laughs> how, how they power these things? Because um, uh, I'm amazed. It's actually. I remember reason where that 90 percent of electricity was stolen in India. But oh. looking a quick a quick Google yeah. search, it's um 25 percent nowadays. Um, which is, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody in the villages like. So we we went into the villages. I don't think anybody in the villages paid for power because they'd go yeah. up the line and disconnect the cable and just bring it down to their house. Which <laughs> <laughs> like you, you basically hook you hook over your your um you, you get you get a coat hanger, attach a wire to it, put a hook on it, lift it up, hook it onto the on, on, onto the cable, off you yeah. get. There. And, it, and look, you got a billion people, so if you lose one or two, hey. <laughs> it's all the good, greater good of the people of the village, you know. Anywho, should, we, should we get back to cricket? Though? Get back to cricket. Yeah, get back to cricket. Look, um, uh, we would sort of like a couple of results in the New Zealand competitions. Obviously, Canterbury picked up the Plunkett Shield. They got a um, finished off the season with a win over CD um, to, to get to get the title. I think they pretty much secured the title anyway. But they. Um, with that win, uh, definitely nailed at home. So uh, congratulations to Canterbury on picking up that. Goes along with their um, Ford Trophy win as well. Yeah. And um, and then the uh, woman picked up the uh, one-day title at Eden Park the, on Sunday yeah. as well. Well, out of their six games, they won five, drawn one, on uh, where the next closest was uh, Northern Districts with two wins, two losses, and two draws. So, yeah, they're yeah. pretty yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's, it's – it's it's a it's a interesting one because I think um, whether I mean like I'm not like you know previous years other teams have benefited from it so but it's just like weather plays a massive part in the Plunkett yeah. Shield so you, you know you can get really unlucky and like um, get a washout and uh, next thing you know you have got three or three washouts and basically your season stuffed so um, yeah it's a, yeah, it's a little the, little bit of luck involved in that. Auckland Otago game that last one that was washed out basically. Basically, days they had two days. They had about a day yeah. and a half or day and yeah. three quarters of cricket basically out of that. Yeah, so that's and there. the previous one to that as well. I think that the Auckland team guys played and I got I think for one of the other games that was washed out as well. Whereas Canterbury yeah. have been lucky to play all the games. Though saying that, I mean they've obviously played really played well, well enough and, to get the wins as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, got, um, they get the know, conditions, but they take advantage of them. Yep, yep. And yep. obviously, a bit of kudos there to Two Metre Peter, coming, resigning as the Black Caps batting coach and taking over as head coach in Canterbury. Good point. And, Missed and that. Bringing the, bring the team together. Um, you know, basically well, not actually, many changes in the team squad, I don't think. No, from no you'd have to say. From the previous seasons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the team isn't that different at all, if at all, yeah. from um, previous seasons. Um, pretty much the same key players anyway uh, in the squad. And he sort of um, took over at the beginning of the season um, when he dropped out of the Black Caps coaching team. And um, he's basically done a Scott's Ro Scott Robertson with the cricket team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so,
So are you, are you getting on to the, the Ford Trophy next, or? The Ford Trophy? Sorry? Yeah, because they followed the Ford Trophy as well. They, they won yeah, the they, they won the trophy. They won the yeah, Ford Trophy won as well. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. beat um, Northern in the yeah. final. Yeah. Yep. yeah, beat the Northern and Knights in, in the final. But uh, and, so, and the women won the um, Halliburton Johnson yep. Shield, and they also won the Super Smash. So yeah, two yep, two yeah. for the men and two trophies for the women down there in Canterbury. Yep. Really got uh, their um, things going well down there. Yeah, yeah. I, to, to be honest with you, with the T Twenty, I was just like interesting. Uh, my first time to be able to say it tonight. It really is weird because the the, the Wellington Blaze really just fell off their foils. Um, uh, they were sort of like cruising along at forty knots, and. Uh, Basically, in the last couple of games, I mean, because Auckland actually nearly tipped the blaze over in the semi, I think as well in elimination. Uh, it was yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a dominant performance by the blaze in that, and um, and then yeah, the uh, the the magicians got it uh, over the blaze in the final there in the T uh, Twenty. So really, quite a surprise for them to yeah, how they crashed and just couldn't get back up. And also, it was even though the Wellington were even though country were the um the upper the highest seed in the women's super smash because the men's final was in uh wellington they put the women's final there as well um yep. so they didn't they didn't have home advantage either in that one mm. so going along with the women's um uh sport uh cricket team uh, games there um they've actually just named the two squads to take on australia in the t20 series why doesn't that come up what's happening there it's not coming up oh well so they've just named the two squads for the the, 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 the yeah they've just named the two squads but I can't get this to come up at the moment sorry people technical issues as we've mentioned at the top of the show um, how about if we add that to this there we go we just add it to the stream like that <laughs> there we go that works so as we can see with the T20 squad to face Australia Sophie Devine is captain Maddie Green Brooke Holiday Holly Jensen Fran Jonas now Fran Jonas is a 16 year old who uh Came into the Black Cap squad earlier against the English. Um, didn't get used, I don't think, but um, she's been um, in. The, she's still been kept in the squad, um, and uh, will hopefully get a crack in one of the games. Uh, and then, and then the next name next to her was another uh, player who came in as a 16-year-old, not 16 anymore, but Amelia Kerr and her sister Jess Kerr. Um, and then Rosemary Mayer, Frankie Mackay, who's made a renaissance of the season for her. Um, been away from the international scene for quite some time and then made it back through the commentary booth into the Black Caps. Um, and Katie Martin, looking for the power hitter there from Katie Martin. And um, a couple of names I haven't heard of, uh, Tamson Newton and Hannah Rowe. Um, and then Amy Satterthwaite, um, the vice captain. That's the T20 squad to take on Australia. Uh, so and then. Next bit. Don't forget you can. Uh... Get my interview with Fran Jones over on the New Zealand Sports Radio Facebook page. Just to have a look at our uh, um, cricket section and videos there. Um, I had a, I got a post match interview with her after one of the uh, Super Smash games. Yep, that'd be good. That'd be well worthwhile listening to. If you haven't heard it already, get over there and have a listen to that. Um, now, just also a note on that T20 squad: there is the uh, double header uh, where they will be playing Australia uh, at Eden Park when uh, Bangladesh take on. The Black Caps. Um, so that is a double header that they'll be involved with uh, with the Black Caps as well. And then moving on to the ODI squad again: Sophie Devine as the captain, Lauren Down, Maddie Green, Brooke Halliday, Haley Jensen, Lee Kasperick, Amelia, and Jess Kerr. 
Frankie Mackay also in the ODI squad as well as the T20. Uh, Rosemary Mayer, hope she doesn't have one. Uh, Katie Martin, Hannah Rowe, and Amy Satterthwaite, and making a welcome return, I think we'll find, is Leah Tahuhu. Uh, now, obviously, I think one of the things that um, the Black Ferns, Black Ferns, White Ferns, get the, get, get the team right, have been missing in that series against England, although they were probably quite comprehensively outplayed by the English, but wasn't helped by the fact that they really did miss miss someone like Leah Tahuhu um, with her experience and the fact that she's quite, I think, by quite margin, some margin, the fastest bowler in the team yeah. as well. So uh, be hopefully she's um, uh, 100% fit and can come in and obviously probably lacks a bit of game time. But, um, yeah, hopefully she gets back on her foils rather quickly. Yep. Cats in and out of there. <laughs> so that's... That's um the team. Oh, actually, what I'll just do, you guys keep talking. I know you will not. <laughs> well, no, we're you, haven't, you, haven't really given, you haven't left to the topic to talk about while you're off fiddling. With I know. Computer. I know. Sorry, my bad. I'm sorry. Oh, something... um, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be an interesting series against the Australian woman. I think. Um, I think the the white ferns have got um quite a long way to go um and some of those really experienced players in that team need to stand up quite a lot more than they did against than they did against england um i really yeah it was quite disappointing actually i thought it's against the um the english so you oh, know absolutely. if those guys if those ladies sorry some of those more experienced ladies don't step up against the aussies then we could be in for us a, a similar sort of hiding against the aussies as well Yep, absolutely. Look, um, I saw, uh, so I saw Emily Drum on two shows on on um, on Sky. Um, one was who they're talking, they, her and I've forgotten the other player. Sorry, that was on, but they were talking about their 2000 World Cup win against Australia at Hagley Oval. Actually, that was played. Oh no, it was Lincoln. Sorry, it was at Lincoln. Um, and they talked about the preparation uh, that they did for that tournament. And then I saw um, Emily Drum on another, um, just on um, Ian Smith's show. Uh, and she was sort of talking about how, you know, there needs some of the finer points of the game are missing in that squad. And the fact is that they dropped some pretty easy catches. Um, mm -hmm. There were some basic errors that were going on. Um, so really, it's it's a case of, look, they're coming up against strong teams. That England women's team and the Australian women's team are very strong teams. In saying that, the level of performance is not good enough. They need to lift their performance um, and and take it and take it back to a, a, the level that it needs to be at. But uh, yeah, so um, we've got there. We go. There's the schedule that's got here. Um, we've got the three T20s uh, to start with. The first one on March 28th, so about a week away, just over a week away. Seddon Park in Hamilton, uh, followed by McLean Park in Napier. And then there's that double header at Eden Park. Uh, interestingly enough, looks like it's on a Thursday, which is, uh, it must be before Easter weekend. Um, so it's the Thursday night uh, before Easter Friday. Uh, there'll be the double no, header. That is Easter Friday. Oh, they no, no, got sorry. April the first Thursday. They got a Thursday there in the thing oh. there. So, yeah. I think that's wrong. Thing, I think it? that might be wrong. I think you're right. I think it's a Friday night. So, uh, but yeah. uh, anywho, uh, three o'clock kickoff for the. Uh, Women's game and seven for the men's. And then 
They'll move into the ODI uh, at three ODI matches, all at Bay Oval in the Mount. Um, and that's really interesting. It's getting quite late into the season, isn't it? Into April for um, cricket matches in New Zealand. Mm. Well, it's good to see because, I mean, April oh, is good pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, we've been camping in April and it was brilliant weather. So um, I think um, to have uh, a day games at least, I think I'd probably wouldn't go for the day nighters so much um, when you're starting to get into April, mainly because of the dew factor. That'll be getting up yeah. even higher. Um, but I think a day game, no reasons not to have it. But as I say that, I look at the um, the second and third ODI and they start at one o'clock. So um, they'll be sort of uh, be a day nighter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's daylight saving basically over, isn't it? Um yep. on that on on the thirty first. So yep. Um I, but I just had a quick look at the calendar. So the first is a Thursday, it's April Fool's Day. Of course, first of April. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. well, that's, uh, but I mean, like, it'll be interesting. I said, um, it's after, after the performances they put in against England, I think they'll want to show people that, hang on, that was an aberration. Um, they, they are better side than that and that they can lift their performance to where it needs to be. I hope to be proven wrong, but I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. the, um, unfortunately, the, um, the white ferns are way behind the black, yeah at the moment so as to say um and you can see it you know i mean you look at that team and there's only one player from auckland and i think they've probably got the most women's team in print and club cricket you know in the club competition in new zealand i mean i have no idea what the club competitions around the other regions are like but um i know in auckland it's pretty sad um for all the promotion and stuff they try to put into it but yeah um, obviously they're, they're picking from the um from the uh, super smash and those sort of and the ali burton shield ones and that's one Auckland haven't gone great in those ones which is why we've not seen too many Auckland players in there oh no but he's what what, what we're referring no. to is the numbers really you know it's a numbers yeah. game it's a the numbers depth, game and that's, the that's just, just it's more the expectation yeah. of the example of the uh the numbers game and w yeah. when we look at that super smash one thing we um, we've talked about previously is the fact is that the, the competition itself at the women's level suffers because you've got your top players like your amelia kurz and your sophie divines etc but once they're out there's a big drop off um to the other players within the, even the super smash teams yeah. so there's definitely a numbers issue through the whole competition yeah oh yeah yep yeah yeah well i think that wraps things up quite nicely then guys yeah i think so paul's had a big day he's been working he's such a big boy you know <laughs> <He's a big laughs> <boy. laughs> you want to save me from having to go back to that, that, that the whole working life you can go to patreon.com forward slash nz sport radio but i can spend my full effort on this instead yes head over there um, and um, become a supporter of New Zealand Sports Radio and get exclusive access to um, articles, uh, videos, and uh, podcasts um, that I produce over there just for supporters, um, as uh, as well as supporting all this free stuff that we do bring you as well. Sweet. Yeah, that's about it. Then, isn't it, Paul? Um, I, I suppose the other thing you might want to add is to tuning into the shows during the week. Oh, okay. As well. So tomorrow night, tomorrow night we have the Drive More Show at 8pm. 
um, on uh, when which obviously I'll drive it a rugby show on Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. We'll have the standoff, which is our league show, um, and then the Knicks newsletter um, at uh, 9 p.m., which uh, will be a watch along or watch party uh, because the Knicks are playing at 9 p.m. Also, and uh, apparently CV Reese is making an appearance on that show. Yeah, no. ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sure the handball incident that was in the um, uh, that was in the in, in that game will, will be discussed um, by the boys um, as well on Thursday evening. Uh, Thursday at around about between five and five thirty, um, we'll have the uh, preview of all of the Super Rugby action um, with Cornflake and Shane, uh, and then uh, it's in to the uh, weekend's um, action. And yes. For those of you who are wondering why are they gesticulating on, the, on there, because I've muted them, uh, because I had enough of their, 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 their recent comments. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, it's, been, it's been a blast, as always. Don't forget you can listen to us as a podcast um, as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 